0: Thank you for joining us you are listening to a ministry of crossview church with pastor kevin hardcastle Uh, i wanted to take today and just kind of take a step back because for the last several months it just feels like things have been just so crazy i mean can you all say can you all talk to me and say yes it's okay to say yes right you agree it's been nuts it's been it's been chaotic it's been scary at times it's been questionable uh we don't know from one day to the next what is the truth and what's not the truth, and we're trying to figure out, you know, how to navigate all these very interesting times uh, that we live in. And so what I want to do is, you know, this, this COVID has destroyed lives. It's, it's demolished economies. Um, it's demonstrated just how fragile we really are. We sometimes think we're invincible, we sometimes think we can do anything, and um, I think this has been a quick wake-up call for us to be reminded about just exactly how fragile we can be. And, and I know for me, personally, it's felt like a dream, um, like a, a science fiction or a horror film, whichever one you want to call it. It's felt like a dream, like Netflix, I don't want to watch it kind of thing, you know, Uh, It's felt like a a crazy kind of nightmare. Uh, We've had, we've been bombarded with information. Information, information. We've had information, we've had misinformation, and then we've had political information. Are you all hearing me today? Now listen, just relax a little bit. We just got to relax and got to hear what I'm going to say. We have been given so many different things to believe. And let's face it, I don't know where the truth is out there. I don't know about you, I don't know where the truth lies. I, I know what I feel, I know where I'm at, I know what I have to believe, where God is at, but so many times it's overwhelming the amount of information that gets piled our way, that we have to sort through. We have uh, news medias that have their own agenda that they're trying to do. We have politicians trying to push their own agenda. In this election year, it's been magnified a thousand times over. Just trust me, Democrat, Republican, it doesn't really matter. This is a year it's all been magnified upon it. Now, I'm not trying to diminish the impact of COVID. I'm not trying to diminish what coronavirus has the ability to be able to do. But what we do have to know is that There there are agendas at play behind the scenes. There's secret things that are going on. Not everything we read, especially on Facebook, come on now, or on social media, or we hear from any news reporters that you're listening to, it doesn't matter if you listen to uh, whatever channel, whatever broadcast you listen, it doesn't matter, there is mis information that has been divvied out it's why it changes every day little bit little bit little bit there is a there is a an agenda that is being promoted and if we as christians don't wake up and we don't get our minds of christ take captive every thought that tries to exalt itself against the knowledge of jesus christ is what scripture says now that's good preaching right there Listen, listen to the reports, watch the news, get bombarded and all that, and then go to your prayer room, close the closet, and say, God, this, I need your mind on this. I need your knowledge on this. I need you to guide my steps on this. I mean, if you've looked at your 401k lately, that's a 201k, or, I mean, hide the knives and the sharp objects because it's scary, right? Right? If you're an owner of a business or if you had a business or you're struggling with a business, we have cots and IVs in the lobby for you afterwards because we're sure you're really taking it, you know? If you're a parent that has had your kids in your home, as much as you love your little angels, now you know what your teachers go through. You better be praying a lot harder for them from now on. All the teachers in the house say... Amen. That's right. So many different challenges that we have faced. Today, I wanted to, I wanted just to kind of talk with you in a very relaxed place, and I wanted to give you some thoughts that I've had, that I've been thinking about through this season. Now, if you want to write these down, I encourage you to. They would be great. We didn't give you paper because we're not supposed to, so you'll have to figure that out. Write them on your arm or write them on your leg or write them on your neighbor's arm. I don't really care. Uh, but these are just I think I pray they're good thoughts for you to think about in reflection and for you to think about as you move forward because the fact is, we all of us struggle with what we're in the middle of. And then Take in the fact of what just happened this past week and all the riots and all the chaos and all the crisis and all the vandalism and all the downright thug-like, thug-like attitude that's going on, I'm sorry, that's not protest, that is violence, and that is against the law, period. Yeah. I don't care what color your skin is, if they, anybody condones it, they're absolutely completely wrong. And, and I say that from the biblical standpoint. You break the law, you have to pay the penalty for breaking the law. Right. Amen. Amen. Right? Right? I mean, we have struggled in this for so long, and it's a global crisis. It's not of one, uh, one particular nation. It's global in size. It feels overwhelming. It feels full of anxiousness. Shanghai sneezes, and we feel it from here because it's so such a huge part of a global place. So what I want to do is I want to talk to you about How we can take the panic out of pandemic. How do we take the panic out of pandemic? Now, some of you are saying, hey, Pastor Kevin, why didn't you share this like months ago? Well, I wanted to share it to people that I could talk to -to face-to-face first off, because there's no substitute for this right here. There's no substitute for where, right now, what we are doing right here, right now. Thank you for being here. And and those that are online, I'm not, not trying to, I'm just saying, this is how God intended the church to meet here, together. Do not forsake the assembling of one another, Scripture says, because there is power as we come together. So here is some thoughts that I have for you about how to take the panic out of the pandemic. Some of you will get that later when you, when you, when you, when you uh, write, write it down. You'll kind of get it that panic is in pandemic, and we're going to take it out. All right? Here we go. First, one, first thought I have for you, this, this pandemic, it, it, it's, a, it's an inevitable part of our collective reality. Pandemics are going to come. Epidemics are going to come because we are a social people. It was God who said, it is not good for man to be alone, so I will create for him a suitable helpmate. We were created to be social beings. Even the most introverted person in this place or sitting out in the lobby, wherever you're at, or sitting in your room by yourself at home, wherever you're at, the most introverted person, God did not want or nor desires us to be completely alone. There's someone in your life that you're connected with. And because we're connected, it's a reality that we're going to have things like this come up, pandemics, epidemics. Things are a reality, a sickness, a reality in our lives. Uh, a good sailor will tell you that when they go on a journey, they pack light sails and they pack heavy sails and heavy gear. Light sails are for light, of course, lighter weather, and heavy sails for the heavier, more storm, tumultuous weather. Because a sailor will tell you, you will not travel 25,000 miles without hitting or incurring some kind of storm. The same is true for us in our reality. We will not go from this point where we're born all the way to the grave that we will not encounter something like this. It's a part of our collective reality. It is part that comes in. The sailor will tell you it's not a matter of if, it's a matter of when. Not if something will happen, but when will it happen? And when it happens, are we prepared to weather the storm when it comes our way? First thought. Second thought I have for you this not only are pandemics an inevitable part of our collective reality, but second thought is, uh, whenever these pandemics or these downturns or these economic times hit us, they expose any and all weakness in our current strategies. They, they shine a light on some weaknesses that maybe we never saw before. Let me ask you a question. Here's, here's a great question. When does your air conditioner break down in your home? Does it break down when it's 55 degrees outside and the weather's great and you can go with shorts and you don't have to worry about? No, it breaks down on 95 degree days when family's coming over and you got a big party that you're preparing for, right? You know why? Because there was a load put on the air conditioner that exposed a weakness, And we as people, and I will say we as a church, the only times we really get exposed to the weaknesses is when the load is put on us. When we face the crisis that we're in the middle of. The load exposes weaknesses. The load exposes uh, the traumas in our life. The load exposes our fears. The load exposes our insecurities. It exposes our anxieties. It exposes the flaws in our thinking. Couples get a zero-down mortgage thinking it's the best way to go, and something like a downturn happens, and all of a sudden they find themselves upside down and unable to refinance. A 55-year-old sole provider for his home takes out his 401k and leverages it against a a car, that the convertible that they wanted for a long time, and he spins it and something like this happens and all of a sudden his 401k isn't worth nearly what it was and he finds himself under a load. It reveals, a load reveals the weakness of our life. Think about emotionally what you've been through. Think about spiritually what you've been through in the last several months. The load exposes our weakness. If when this pandemic happened, if during the course of this pandemic you found yourself full of anxiousness and full of of, of fear and full of, uh, uh, I'm not talking about having wisdom. I'm talking about having wisdom. I'm not talking about wisdom. I'm talking about if you're paralyzed in fear, if you're paralyzed with, well, what ifs, what ifs, what ifs. Listen, you have to ask yourself, where is my trust and where is my weakness? It reveals the weakness. It reveals the shortcuts we took. It reveals the wire act that we've had in place that's been fake. And under this current pandemic, many weaknesses have been shown. No weaknesses in my own life. We've seen the weakness in our economy. We've seen the weakness in our health system. We've seen the weakness in our now, right now, the weakness in our 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 ability to just find peace and just get along, we see weakness everywhere. Why? Because the load has been put on us. Pandemics are an inevitable part of our collective reality. They expose any weakness in our current strategies. Thirdly, is this a pandemic during this time, it, it, it 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 shows us how reliable the biblical plan is in any kind of weather. It shows and reveals to us the biblical precedent that must take place in our life. How many of you guys know what a chump is? Anybody know what a chump is? Raise your hand if you know what a chump is. Nobody knows what a chump is? It's okay. Yeah, raise your hand and, and participation time. Nobody knows what a chump is. Okay, well, I'll tell you what a chump is. I thought everybody knew what a chump is. Let me tell you what a chump is. A chump is a square. A chump is a Follow the rules, go with the guy, go how it goes, and this is, this is what we're going to do. Example of a chump goes like this. Um, me, uh, I, I was, uh, you know, it would have been when I was a teenage boy, and I was with some of my friends, and they were in their cars, and I was in my car, and uh, I... Driver's license was a great privilege, and I abused that privilege very much early on in my uh, driving years. Uh, had many tickets, uh, received many, my officers, my, the officers knew me by name, um, received many dri- speeding tickets and different things like that. And, uh, and I remember uh, my dad told me, he said, listen, Kevin, you get one more, you're on your own for insurance, and you're going to pay me the percentage of whatever my insurance has gone up because of all the tickets that you've had, Okay. So I was like, okay. So I was on my, I was on a chump list, man. I was being a chump, okay. So we're going to uh, some kind of party or something like that, and my buddies are in other cars, and they're all. We're going down the highway, and I'm doing 55, man, because 55 right now is sexy. Cause I'm a chump, and I don't want any more tickets. That's sexy, sexy, 55. So I'm doing 55. That's what I'm doing. And they're speeding around me, and they're like, eh, eh, they're honking their horn, come on, come on. They're like going 65, I don't know, 70. They're like just going down. I'm just like, oh, hey, guys, I'm a nerd. I'm a, I'm a chump, you know. I'm just keeping my car in between the, the lines, you know. I can't speed. My dad's going to get me, blah, blah, And And so they take off, and they get on to the party. They're probably, probably going to get to the party 30 minutes before me, because they're so far ahead of me, and as we're driving along and everything like that, I, I just down the road I see some lights flicker, and I'm going, "Oh man, there's the cops!" I, oh, my natural instinct was to put the brakes on, you know, because I thought I sped all the time, and but I didn't. I didn't have to because I was going 55. I was like, "All right, we're cool." And as I look down the road, I noticed the car. Car was one of my buddies, got pulled over by the police, and as he's sitting there, and the police officer is being friendly to him and giving him his ticket, I go by at 55 and I wave at him. Hey, buddy. Yep, I was the chump. I was the one that followed the rules and did it all, and it it just kind of revealed kind of where we're at. So you say, why do you say that? Well, because here's why. Sometimes as we do things, whether it's in church, out of church, in society, sometimes we may feel like we're being chumps But maybe that's exactly what God has called us to do for the season that we're in. Live wisely and act right. Listen to the doctors, the officials, and the leadership. Do what you can. Allow other people to do what they can. Give grace to all, wherever they stand on doing what they can. They may not do it the way that you think they should do it, but they're doing it the way that they feel convicted about doing it. Live well within your means, financially. Have margin. Avoid debt like the plague. Be a chump. Debt is not your friend. Credit cards never have got anybody out of debt. They never saved anybody. Pay down what you can. Save and invest for the future. Live lean. Give generously. Do it the biblical way, because it's in the biblical way. You'll be a chump, but in the chumphood. You'll find life. Then when you've done all you can, you trust him and not your doctors. You trust him and not your political players. You trust him and not your income. You trust him and not your portfolio or your 401K. You trust him, you follow his plan, you follow his convictions, and you watch what God can do. That's his plan. Anybody can do it. But let me tell you something, when you're doing it, you feel like a chump. When everybody is doing something else and you're doing it the way God wants you to, you feel like you're missing out on something else. When all my buddies were passing me by speeding, I felt like I was missing out on the excitement of being with my buddies in the races. But it was my chumphood. That kept me from having another ticket and having to face Papa later on. Right? So here's how it looks in, in the chump hood. Driving the speed limit, keeping your head down, you're doing what's right. Your friends are partying, they're drinking, they're getting drunk. Instead, you're saying, I'm not going there, don't want any part of that life because. I want to have a clear mind and a clear conscience of what I want to do with my life. No chumphood for me. You look like you're not really with it. You look like a nerd. And then you hear the stories in the aftermath after the parties of the alcohol drunkenness that went on and the vomiting that happened inside of cars and inside grass and inside carpets and inside toilets. Now, that sounds like a lot of fun. I'd rather be a chump. I'd rather live the chumphood life. Instead of spending everything you have, you take 75 bucks a week and you put it back in a savings plan. You're paying cash for used cars. You're resisting the credit card use. You're, you're paying down. You're paying, if you use a credit card, you pay it off every 30 days. You don't let the interest stack up. And you say, this is a really boring life. And then COVID-19 hits. You don't have debt hanging over your head. You have six months of savings put back. You have uh, have a a healthier life because you haven't ruined, you haven't partied it away. You don't have anything clawing at you. The credit cards are not calling. The, The mortgage is paid up. It's even paid in advance. The rent is ahead of schedule. Why? Because you've been chumped. I don't know about you, but for me, I'm a chump for life. Gangs has got their signs, that's mine, chump, man, I'm a chump, doesn't seem right, I get made fun of by people, get called tight and cheap and, you know, you can't let go of anything, that's okay, I'm a chump, dude, that's all right, I'm doing it the biblical way, I'm chump life, Psalms 4, 6 says it this way, many are asking, who can show us any good, let the light of your face shine upon us, O Lord. You have filled my heart with a greater joy than when, when their grain and new wine abound. I will lie down and sleep in peace for you alone, O Lord, make me dwell in safety. These are the promises of God. Do it God's way and find peace. Know God, N-O-G-O-D, no peace. N-O-P-E-A-C-E. No God, K-N-O-W. No peace. Do it God's way. First Timothy 6, 17 says it this way. He says, command those who are rich. Now listen, some of you are going to around and say, I'm not rich. I'm not, he's not talking about rich in just what you have, wealth-wise, but rich in your wisdom, rich in your understanding, and rich in your to discipline, to do it biblical way. It says, command those who are rich in this present world not to be arrogant or to put their hope in their wealth, which is so uncertain, but put their hope in God, who richly provides with everything for our enjoyment. Command them to do good and to to be rich in good deeds and to be generous and willing to share. In this way, they will lay up treasures for themselves, a firm foundation for the coming age, that they may take hold of the life that is truly life i watched over the past three months people trying to find peace. I've watched over the past three months people scurrying around trying to figure out the equation and trying to make it happen. We've seen it in every news report that came out, trying to figure out how to fix this, figure out how to fix that, figure out how to do this. Here's what I did. I sat patiently and watched and prayed and said, God, what is the chump life way? That's what I want to do. Let me do it the biblical way. In a pandemic, in a downturn, It's a fantastic time to align yourself or realign yourself with God's plan. Have you done that? Admit, I haven't done it your way, God. Ask him to forgive you and believe that the chumphood is welcome for you too. Okay? Forethought. Forethought. Pandemics are now a part of our collective reality. It exposes any kind of weakness in their current strategy. Thirdly, it shows us how reliable the biblical plan can weather any kind of storm. And fourthly, brings clarity to what matters the most in life. Before this took place, I heard so many people and I watched so many families run here, run there, run their kids here, run their had their kids involved in three and four sports at a time, it was busy from sunup to sundown, taking care of work, getting off, taking the kid to, to, to soccer, taking the kid to workout, taking the kid uh, to ballet, whatever it was, running, 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 running. And through this COVID, if it's taught us anything, it's taught us what matters the most are the people in our lives. Hello? You all hearing me? Shows us what matters the most. So many guys were having a great job at their, at their job. Were, their charts were through the roof. They were having record numbers of, of sales and income. And they, they were blowing it out of the water. But they were losing their family in the process. And the last three months gave them a chance to go back and find the reality of their home. Kids, busy, 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 but never really deeply in the things of God. I've heard stories through this last three months, four months, heard stories of people that sought God, heard of people that never tuned into a church service and online, they tuned in. You realize for Easter this year, this is just a small percentage of a global numbers that I, I don't have the global numbers, but I have a small number. We are part of a, a, a church online platform, uh, part of a, a, a sister, uh, kind of a, a brotherhood kind of sister working organization. We all work together and we report things back and forth to each other. Do you realize for Easter this year, just with the organization that I'm that we're a part of, that this year for Easter, seventy thousand people gave their hearts to Jesus Christ, just with the organization that I know of. Now that's a reason to celebrate. Can we do that? Come on. Isn't that exciting? And And that's with no churches being open. That's with churches shut down. But the power of God does not stop. Focus on what matters. Some people read the Bible for the first time. Some people through the last four months got closer to God for the first time. Some people for the la- in the last four months, they started tithing for the first time, wrote their first tithe check. During the pandemic, they said, you know what, I better trust God right now because I'm in the middle of something. And if I don't have him first, I'll miss out on what he can do. Admittedly, I've made changes. Admittedly, I've had to look at my own personal life. Because here's the thing, one day the clouds will clear, it will clean up again, the wind will start blowing, the sun will come out, we'll take the heavy sails down off the boat and we'll put the light sails on and we'll go through a light season. But as we journey through the light season, let's not forget what we've learned through the stormy season, amen? Amen. Because it's in the stormy season that we realize what God can really do in the middle of a pandemic. The pandemic has revealed to us that pandemics are an inevitable part of our collective reality. Expose any weakness to our current situation, our strategies. uh, How reliable the biblical plan is in any kind of weather brings clarity to what matters most in life. And lastly is this, it gives us a privilege to help others. If during the last three months you have been self-absorbed, self-centered, and all about yourself, you've missed the real beauty of the season. Because in this time, this gives us a privilege to see what people need and to help them in some area of their life. It gives us an opportunity to serve beyond these walls, to someone who maybe can't help themselves through this time. There, here's the reality, guys. I can look around. I, think, I, I know where I'm at. I know my situation. I know my struggle. I know what pressure I'm under. I know the storm I'm in, okay? It's real easy for me just to get caught up in my storm, but to forget that someone else is going through a greater storm than what I'm going through. Right now in this place and online, wherever you're at, there are people at a worse place than you. And you know what, what's happened? This pandemic, what it has done, it's almost encouraged. It, 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 just, Just hear me, because I know that some of you, I don't want you to think this is personally directed. It's not. But think about this. This pandemic has encouraged us to be self-centered, because they told us to. Stay away from people. Stay inside your home. Don't go out. Don't touch. Don't, 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 uh, don't be a part of somebody's life. You know, you, you have to wave through windows. You have to wave at people across the street. You got to keep it six feet distant. I'm not saying anything bad about that. But you know what it's done? It's encouraged everybody's gone to social media to feed themselves. And what a load of junk that is. What false Fake food to feed our souls. We've gone to something so disgusting to social media. Sorry if you're a part of it, you know what I'm talking about. You we gotta fast some social media, people. We need a diet of, of social media because we've just been consumed by it. I think you know, me, I, I can't stand social media, and I find myself you know on Facebook going. Bleh brain cells dying every day on social media. And some of you have bought into social media, thinking it's all about you, posting everything about your life and what's going on. Can I just tell you something? Nobody cares. Reality check, no one cares. You know what you should be doing? You should be looking at someone, your neighbor or your friend's, Making phone calls instead of posting on social media, sending them a private message, say, hey, how are you doing? How have you been hurt? How have you been holding up? Because the reality is every one of us have something we can do. Let me tell you personally for me. In my personal time. I have been moved by the people of this church. I have thanked God for Crossview. I know some of the things that many of you will never know. I know of the people who were impacted directly by it, I know of people who... uh, Reached out. I know of people that did things beyond what you would ever understand. Let me just say something. I'm moved because I know your generosity. Paul said it this way. Paul said it this way. Paul said, out of your lack, you gave greater than anybody else. I have watched the generosity come from this church, and I've been humbled. I've, I've watched. I don't have nothing to do with it. I'm not saying I, have, I don't have anything to do with it. It's a generosity that you that you feel in your heart. I don't have anything to do with it. But I, as your pastor, I get so, I'm so excited about what God can do. Even through a pandemic, God kept us focused on what was important. And let me tell you what happened over the last four, four three four months. Not a single missionary went without. Missionaries all across the world that are unable to do a lot of different things, Not a single missionary went without. We were able to help people inside of our community. We were able to do things beyond our four walls that could not have been possible if it was not for your generosity. Why did you do it? You did it because of these things. You believe the biblical plan is the best plan. You believe that God is going to take care of you no matter what you face. This is the reality of God and His people doing His work. It's not about us acting like a church, it's about us being. The church. Pandemics are inevitable. Downturns are inevitable. They expose our weaknesses. They teach us to be reliable upon God's biblical plan. They bring clarity to what matters the most, but most importantly, it gives us an opportunity to give big and help others. He's been faithful in the past, he'll be faithful in the future. He's been faithful to me. He'll be faithful to you. He is a God who does the impossible. And I have this to say, declare it, believe it, and live it. Declare who God is. Believe with all your heart that he is good and he does good things to his people. And then live it out every day in your life. Declare it. Believe it and live it. Bow your heads with me today. Father God, help us today to see the reality of who you are. Father God, the reality is the world can be a scary place. But in this scary place, in this uncertain world, you, God, are our source. You are our hope, and you are our strength. You are the one who brings about the change. You are the one that we do not have to fear. We do not have to fear anything, because Jesus, you are the one who calms our fears. You're the one who strengthens us. You're the one that we can turn to no matter what we face. You've been listening to a ministry of Crossview Church in Keokuk, Iowa with Pastor Kevin Hardcastle. For more information about service times and activities, visit our website, crossviewkeokuk.com.